0: Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Hebrews chapter number nine, I know we just had this in Sunday school not too terribly long ago, and uh, it was an excellent study, and I wish we could have just started back in chapter one and done it again. But I, I want to share something here tonight. I don't know, really. Uh, I'm in verse. I'm in verse. Well, I told Jeff twenty three. I'll just stay there. Twenty three down through twenty six. That's what I'm going to read. Hebrews nine, verse twenty three through twenty six. If you found that, shout Amen. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. I need to to read this probably to get it in context, but I'll try to explain. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands which are, this is what I got in prayer the other day and brought me to this passage, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then he must, for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Father, I love you and I thank you for the night the chance to be in church and the good singing and the sweet spirit we felt. Thank you for your presence. God, I pray you'd use me again tonight one more time. Fill my mouth, guard my tongue, preach me to your glory inside the bounds of the book. Help me be accurate in the scripture. Touch the hearts of your people. Fill us with your spirit, God, and let us be full on the word of God and help us be able to walk in the light of God for the glory of our God. Lord, touch every heart in the house tonight. I ask it in the king's name, Jesus. I humbly pray. Amen. And amen. Now I, so I'm reading, I'm reading this over and over and over. I've been chewing on this for a few days. And, and I, the figure of the true is burning in my soul. Figures of the true Well. We know this to be the tabernacle and then the temple. And we know know that it is a figure of the real temple, which is in the very presence of God. Are we all on the same page there? I want to try to preach for just a little while tonight on this thought beyond the blood. Beyond the blood. I've got everybody's attention now. We go in the Word of God. Here's what we're going to find. Before the Word, well, the Word's forever. Before before the world, before the world, there was, we, we know, according to Scripture, there was God in the firmament. We know God was in his abode. We know according to the word of God that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. Before the world was here, the plan was laid. But before the world, there's no blood. There's, There's no blood. There's no blood, but there's sin. The original sin is not on earth, Adam fell because of sin, but the original sin was in the portals of heaven. You understand that, don't you? Isaiah 14, when Satan said he would exalt himself above the stars of God, and God said, no, you won't. How art thou cast down, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou fallen? He's fallen. And he done that because of P-R-I-D-E, The number one sin God hates is pride. Who are we who were created in the image and the likeness of God to be prideful over anyone else or anything? God detests pride. As a matter of fact, the Bible said he resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. So before the world is as we know it, it was beyond blood. There was was not blood there. Then God created the heaven and the earth. Six days in creation and on the seventh day he rested. Not that he was tired. God never was exhausted like as we get, but God rested. He he stopped. He just just looked at his work and, and he saw everything he made was good. Didn't take it long for man to mess it up due to the temptation of of Satan and Adam fell in the garden. But in Genesis 3, 20 and 21, here's what happened. The living required a sacrifice. So Adam said, Her name is Eve. She's the mother of all living. And God, God made them coats of skin and covered them that they could be in the presence of God. He had to put something on their nakedness for them to be in the presence of God. So we see that something had to die. Something had to die in order for God to get the people back in his presence. Required a sacrifice. So with that sacrifice, when you kill something, what does it do? It bleeds. Thanks, Jimmy. So we see the living required a sacrifice. We'll go over. Now, I want you to turn here. I want you to turn with me to Leviticus chapter sixteen, and and I won't preach this chapter, but I'd like to. One of these days, I'm going to break back out on Jack Laster's message, the Fit Man. Uh, That's top shelf preaching right there. That's a fantastic message on the fit man. But tonight I'm going to verse 32. What's happened here? This is concerning the atonement for man. So the living required a sacrifice and then God's give the law and the law requires a sacrifice. Gotta have it. Verse 32 of 16, Leviticus. And the priest whom he shall anoint. Who's that a picture of Jesus? Thank you. And whom he shall consecrate to minister in the priest's office in his father's stead. Well, that's good right there. It wasn't the father, it wasn't the father that was going to do the priestly work, it was the son that's going to do the father's work in his stead. This is long before Jesus is born on the earth. You understand that, don't you? Some 1,500 years or something. Now, shall make the atonement at one mint and shall put on the linen clothes even the holy garments and he shall make an atonement for the holy, what's this? For the holy sanctuary, he shall make an atonement for the tabernacle of the congregation and for the altar, and he shall make an atonement for the priest and for all the people of the congregation. The law said all of this required, you know what the atonement was? The atonement was this, it required blood. When the chief, when the, when Aaron is coming to make atonement for them, here's what he's going to do. He is going to he's going to he's going to take a bullock for himself, and he's going to kill the bullock, and he's going to put his finger in the blood, and he's going to go into the holy place and for himself, and seven times he's going to drop that blood on that, and he's going to do the same thing for the people, except for the people he takes two sheep or two goats. And one goat he kills, and one goat escapes. It's the scapegoat. But the scapegoat has to be led by a fit man to the place in the wilderness where it can't ever come back. And he drops that blood, takes the blood from the slain goat. Seven times he does the same thing for the people that he done for himself. But for himself it required a greater sacrifice. That says this, that in the priestly work it's always going to cost you more than the layman sitting in the pew. Don't get in the preaching business unless you're ready to sacrifice and give up your life and, and do it. If you're not going willing to do that, just stay in the pew. It'll cost you less than a pew. It's a lamb in the pew. It's a bullock up here. The bullock was more expensive. And he said, Here's what you're going to do. The law said that everything inside that tabernacle, everything there had to be sanctified or made atonement for at one month. And by the way, atonement, atonement is really. It, 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 it's, it's, it's kofar in the Hebrew and it just means to cover it just covered it that's what the word means so really the English word atonement means at one man you break that word down at one with each other so it, it, but it really didn't bring them into that place Not here. It just covered it up. It just covered it up. It was still there. It didn't go anywhere. It just got covered. I hope you get this. I don't know if you get it or not. So when we see this, we understand. We just read this in Hebrew that this is figures of the true. And so all of this had to be atoned. He had to make atonement for all this thing in order for it to be, for for the presence of God to be there. He had to atone for himself, for the altar, the tabernacle, all these things had to have the blood on it. When it had the blood on it, then it could have the presence of God. Now, we see the living required sacrifice. We see the law required sacrifice to make an atonement. Uh, And then we see, then we come back to Hebrews, back to Hebrews 9. We get back to Hebrews 9, and here's what we see. We see the Lord became the sacrifice. The Lord became the sacrifice. For us. Look what it said again. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens. So this is the pattern of the things in the heavens. Should be purified with these. He's talking about the blood of of animals. The sacrifice by the priest. But the heavenly things themselves read this with me with better sacrifices than these whoa 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 what we just read we read that the patterns of the things should be purified with these but the things in heaven had to be purified with a better sacrifice is anybody in this building with me so figure the true, figure the true, the animals, the animals are all over. Look, the blood's there. It's like a raging river. I mean, hey, the blood's a flowing. It's all over the place. The, the, the blood's been, how many millions of lambs have died throughout the ages and all that blood, I mean, it looked like a raging river and all it ever done, all it ever done was just cover it up. It was in the bottom of the river of blood, if you would. But then the heavens required, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifice. It took a better sacrifice for the heavenly things to be atoned or purified. Well, I'd have thought everything in heaven was pure, God the Father's pure. The holy angels are pure, but the old unholy angels were not pure. Satan's not pure. He's prideful, deceitful. He's a liar, and the father of it, he came to steal, kill, and destroy. He's not pure. He still is able to go and and accuse the brethren before the very throne of God right now. Hey, we got a problem here. We got a problem. We got sin in heaven. Something's wrong. What are we going to do now? well along come Jesus so I want to look at three things real quick I'll be I'm not going to keep you all night but but number one in order for that to happen the blood was essential the blood's essential there is no listen let me make sure I get the right scripture uh, uh, Leviticus 17 one chapter over from where I went the life of the flesh is in the what? amen. It is the blood that maketh atonement for the soul. So the life of the flesh is in the blood and it's the blood that maketh atonement for the soul. Now I got all twisted up. Listen to this. So it it, it requires this blood. Jesus had to become us. Made himself of no reputation. Took upon him the form of a servant. Huh? What did he do? He humbled himself, became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. So there he is. The blood is essential. There is no remission, there is no purification, there is no atonement without the blood, Brother Don. You've got to have the blood, the blood's essential. You show me somebody that's trying to get to heaven on what they do or what somebody else done or following some crazy man out here. I'll tell you, they ain't making it. If they ain't got the blood on them, they ain't going. It takes the blood. The blood is essential. Hebrews... uh, uh, well, it says it right here. Without the shedding of blood, in, in verse 22, what is there, Brother Junior? No remission. No forgiveness. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. Now, it's going to take the blood. It's going to, it's, it, it began beyond the blood. Do you understand that? There was no blood there. It began beyond the blood. It takes the blood. I hope somebody's watching this that don't think about the blood because it's essential. The blood is essential. The blood's not only essential. The blood is this. It's essential, but it's effective. Number two, the blood is effective. Listen to this. Listen to this. Hebrews 9 and 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once to the holy place to obtain eternal redemption for us. Heaven needed the blood on it. Just like the tabernacle needed the blood. The tabernacle and the temple were only figures of the true. So here's the true temple up here in in, in God, with God, the Father, in the presence of God, and yet it needed purifying, it it needed some blood on it. There weren't no blood and heaven is beyond blood when all this came into existence or God always has been. And don't ask me to explain that because it's above my pay grade. But I know that he is. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I know that he is. You'll never talk my grandson out of not believing that God's real because he, he just, just like he's uh, talking to Gordon, he just talks to Jesus. He just knows he's real. Why? Because that's all he's ever heard. His mama sat him in, his, in her lap. There's a picture of her at our house on one of them things that throws a bunch of pictures up. And there he sits in her lap and she's reading him Bible story and he's taking it to heart. And it's essential that that was purged. That was purified, the heavenly things. It's effective. It's essential. It's effective. In Revelation, this is Brother Junior's, one of his favorite verses. He's washed us from our own sins. And what? In his own blood. Washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's why we sing the song, washed in the blood. It's by the blood. So I'm you started out saying it, it began beyond the blood. Well, yeah, it did. But then the blood had to be, if the blood, listen, if there's no blood, there's no purification. And without that, without that, without being cleansed, washed by the blood, you can't be saved. Now the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, takes us, baptizes us, takes us, takes us, praise God, and baptizes us into one body. Puts us right in there. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Puts us right in there. Now what we're going to do, we're going to have a baptism here Sunday night and the baptism here is just showing that they've been put in the body of God and they're going to demonstrate that by being put in the water. The water's not what saves us, but the water's what shows we're saved. We're gonna we're gonna be identified with him by water baptism. But we've already been purified by the blood. So the blood's essential. Heaven can't be purified without the blood. And it's effective. It purifies the thing that's been touched by sin. I'm about to train wreck somebody right here, though. But the blood expires. I called Cal Ray today. I said, "I've got to get some. I need to talk to you for just a minute." He said, "You're exactly right, preacher. As I understand it." So if I'm wrong, Cal's wrong. He told me one time, said, always source it, Mike. I said, then you can blame it on somebody else. <laughs> so I don't think that's right, preacher. All right, let's back up and look at what it was. It was figures of the true. You know what we are? Figures of the true. That's all we are. Not I live, Christ liveth in me. Figures of the true. Now, Jesus said, let me, let me source this exactly right. It's Matthew 24, it's Matthew twenty four thirty five. 35. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words, how long, Junior? Never. Never. So, he tells me, by Paul, by the pen of Paul, he said, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. I thought you said there had to be blood there, but there had to be the right blood. The problem is we got the wrong blood. We got corruptible blood. He had the incorruptible blood. We got problems. We're still in the flesh. Now I know they some think they're sanctified past sin, but if I was to walk up and smack them in the mouth, most of them would smack me back. I don't think we've got to that plate. Well, I know we haven't. Because John said, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. He also said, James, if we knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. So we just got a few problems. We're not living in habitual sin. We're not out here trying to fall out of the will of God. No, but we got problems every day. Somebody pulls out in front of you. You sorry dog, blow the horn at him. Horn cussing. Mm -hmm. Dr. Thigpen illustrated it this way years ago in a Bible institute. He said, gentlemen, I was on my way to Vanderbilt Hospital in a hurry and this guy cut me off in traffic. And he said, before I thought, I said, you stupid idiot. And then he said, the Lord convicted my heart. And he said, Lord, I'm sorry, I called him a stupid idiot. You and I both know that he is, but I shouldn't have said it. So heaven and earth are going to pass away. Blood can't inherit the kingdom. Heaven, not this blood, not this corruptible blood. Why? Because the right blood's already in the place doing the work. Revelation 21 and 1. Matthew preached on this a few weeks back. And I, John, saw what? new heaven. And the what? Why? Had what? Passed away. Up, up, up. What happened to it? Don't need it anymore. There's a place that we get that's beyond the blood. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> The blood's doing what it's supposed to do right now, and it's the only thing that can do it. But one of these days, praise God, we're going to be beyond the blood. When he shall appear, hey, listen, beloved, now, this is not a question, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him. When we get get to that place, we're beyond the blood. We don't need the blood no more. I was giving this to my son on the phone this evening. And he said, he, I said, this will train wreck some. He said, I don't know why, Dad. It's just like a dispensation it, that it just comes to an end. That's exactly right. The, the dispensational law, aren't you glad the law's been fulfilled? Yes, <laughs> And that river of blood from all them lambs that couldn't do nothing but cover it up, praise God, when the Lamb of God come, he taketh away the sin of the world. Big difference in his blood and the other lamb's blood. You ask me why I'm happy, I'll just tell you why. Because my sins are gone. This may not, this this is original thought to me. You may I've never heard it before. It don't matter, there's nothing new under the sun. But here's what I got out of all this beyond the blood. The true became temporary. Say, well, hold on here, Preacher he's from the beginning he's alpha and omega he's the beginning and end but he put himself in something temporary if he hadn't a, for John 1 14 and the word was made flesh there we go and what can inherit the kingdom of heaven flesh there we go why is this Because the next verse down there, 27 says, it's appointed unto man once to die. This thing's going to die. Though he was God and he was man, he couldn't take this with him. Why? This is the temporary. The true became temporary that the temporary... (laughs) That the temporary might become the true. Figures of the true. We are but the... I don't think anybody's got that. We are but the figure right now. Hey, listen, this thing's going to lay down, but I'm going to be the true one of these days. Uh, yeah. No more funerals. No more doctor's appointments. No more high blood pressure, arthritis, and all these other things that ail us. None of this stuff, done. Why? I'm just the figure now. One of these days, I'm going to be the true. Because this, you know, what you see right now is what, not what I is. There's another fellow on the inside. And Greg Jenkins said one of these days, we're going to be like microwave, popcorn. And the inside, boom, is coming to the outside. And the outside just disappears. I'm glad, I'm glad that one of these days we're going to be in a place that's beyond the blood. Yeah. It took me all day to dig that out and I preached it in 20 minutes. But I, I got a lot more out of that in Leviticus. I didn't get into all that in Leviticus. I didn't have time now I got into it. Come, get us all. song. Here's the thing. Not everybody, not everybody is going to be the true except those that's had the blood on them. Yeah. Only the blood can make you the true. None of this other stuff. <clears throat> going to Sunday school is a good thing. It won't make you true. Going to church is a good thing. You need to do that. It won't make you one of the true. There's a lot of things about church and church life and we might be a little confused about, it, just to be honest. Cuz it's not like the first church. But it's how we do church. But it don't make us part of the true. But I'll tell you what it does. The blood. The same thing that purified the temple, the tabernacle, the temple, and the temple in glory, that same blood is what purifies us. Let's stand to our feet and sing. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.